I'm excited to welcome to this week's Tierra Talk Show table a group of individuals who are part of the Millennium Village, and I would love for them to introduce themselves. So, Ronaldo, go ahead and take it away. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Tiara. This, uh, my name is Ronaldo Camargo. I was the operations manager for the Millennium Village, and I'm originally from Brazil. And I actually, a, a curiosity, I became a, a United States citizen halfway through the Millennium Village project. Hi there, everybody. My name is Milani, um, formerly known as Duplessis, but now Enslin. And um, I was representing South Africa in the pre-show for the opening team and was lucky enough to get my contract ex extended for almost the whole program. So, yeah, good to see you guys. Okay. Um, my name is Moth Fagabulola, uh, a.k.a. Moth. Uh, that's <laughs> how everybody remembers me. Um, I'm from Saudi Arabia. I was part of the opening team and kind of the closing team. I had the same uh, privilege like Melanie. I got my contract extended and I was there for almost the whole time. Uh, and it was just an amazing experience. And, and my family, we were blessed to have gone to Disney during that amazing time of the Millennium Celebration. And we were blessed to have gotten the chance to see the village ourselves. And we miss it dearly, but a lot of individuals don't really know about it. So would you guys be able to go ahead and explain what the village was, what it stood for, and why it was established? Well, the Millennium Village, uh, it was uh, developed to celebrate the cultures from around the world and to celebrate the, the, the things, the commonalities that we have as people, rather than uh, talk and discuss about the difference that we had. And uh, as the great poet Maya Angelou, we had the little text in the Millennium Village that part of her poem, poem that said that, you know, we are more alike that, than we are dislike in this world. And that was the main purpose of Millennium Village. And there were officially um, 26 different countries exhibited either through the pre-show or through individuals. And um, I never forget uh, while receiving uh, the mission from Epcot leadership, which that at the time was under George Calogridis, which is now our president at Disney, that said, Ronaldo, you have to understand one thing. We have a test track opening, which is a high-tech um, attraction. The Millennium Village is a high-touch. We are there to celebrate the human spirit and for every cast member to tell the story of their people and their culture through the interaction of the guests. All three of us kind of like to talk, so we're going to continuously <laughs> talk over each other. <laughs> I think that was one of the reasons why we're, we were pri privileged enough to be selected to be part of the Millennium Village because we are so passionate about our countries and we love our countries so much that it was such an honor to to go and represent them and go and tell people about countries like South Africa, like Saudi, like Brazil, places that most people would never be able to uh go and visit themselves and it was I, I can just remember it was such an honor for me to come and tell people that yes I'm from South Africa and yes I know how to wear shoes and yes we do speak English so um, it was such an experience um, just from that point of view to to see and to to educate people a little bit about my country yeah on on my side it was the opposite 
I was happy to tell people, no, I don't have a camel. No, I don't have an oil well. <laughs> uh, and no, uh, we don't live in a tent. But uh, it was a fun experience. It was, it was great uh, to talk about my family, uh, my country and represent it. Uh, it was great to open the door uh, to a lot of people who wouldn't have dreamt of visiting Saudi Arabia and give them just a slight idea about it. Right now, the vision I had for my country in 2000 is becoming a reality. Uh, right now, people can come and visit Saudi Arabia, can see uh, all the tourist attractions that were neglected before. Uh, it, we're becoming an integrated part of uh, the world. And that, that, was, that was the vision that made me want to be part of the Millennium Village. And thank God I'm, I'm living uh, right now that experience. Thankfully, I do want to mention Andy, Andy Smith. Um, he sent a lot of his photos of the village to me so I could digitize them, um, which I'm going to include in this interview so people can see, you know, what it was if they had never even experienced it before. But it was such a unique time in Epcot. I think we can all agree on that point that it was such a place to have an open mind about accepting one another for who we are and learning about different cultures. I think like, you know, we have 11 pavilions at Epcot but there's so many other countries out there that this was such a wonderful opportunity to open the door for you guys to come to the U.S. and also, um, you know, be able to relay your own cultures. So when did the village officially open? Um, because I think there was like a dedication ceremony from what I read. There's really not that much information. Can I answer? Can I answer? I can never forget that, war, uh, that day. It was October 1st, 1999. Yes, it was a very special day. We, we actually all arrived about a month beforehand, um, early in September, and we did a lot of training and we did a lot of um, preparations and just getting to know each other as the different different countries. But the actual opening of the village was the uh, on the 1st of October, 1999. In, in uh, uh, Tiago, the reporter here, Muff, you said it was the most memorable day. What made it so memorable for you? Um, okay. Uh, I, I know this is not the ideal answer, but um, as, as much as I was excited about working in the Millennium Village, because of some political issues, and it was a total experience for me. Uh, and I didn't know it was thing for me I didn't know how things are gonna be uh, but that day when when I took the leap of faith and started working at the Millennium yes. Village and I've seen what this place was all about it changed my life it changed my perspective on a lot of issues uh, and it made it a very very memorable day to me and by the way from 19 99 until this day uh we celebrate the millennium village birthday every october 1st yes for for the past 15 years we've been celebrating uh, for the past 18 years sorry we've been celebrating the millennium village birthday uh usually we send uh, 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 birthday wishes to the Millennium Village and the Millennium Village family on our Facebook group or uh, 
any other groups that we have on the site. And the fact that you guys stayed together and included, you know, online, which is great. <laughs> Thank God for Facebook. And I appreciate you guys being able to be open to an interview um, because I, I really wanted to make sure the story about the village was was known it's it's really there's really not a lot of information about it which is very sad and i just have such wonderful fond memories of it because it's it opens your mind as a kid um to be able to speak to individuals from different parts of the world that i probably will never ever be able to visit so as a as a kid it was so different so when you had the first guest walked in you know from the first guest to the very last guest what were some of those experiences like encounters did you see people leave the building um with a new viewpoint i, th I think if i can chip in there um for me it was i i've made some friends through guests that i'm still in contact with um, I will never forget, I had a little family um, that came to visit me, uh, pretty much they were annual pass holders and they were pretty much came every single weekend and just hang out with me. I mean, and now those boys are turning 22, 21, 16, I can still remember she was, the lady was highly pregnant and she came in and I was there um, holding her newborn and she was the, you know, I saw Chris when he was just a newborn baby and we're still in contact with each other through Facebook and everything. So um, I think, I don't think Disney really realize the power of Millennium Village. I think they kind of had an idea, but it was so much more and so much more powerful than what they ever expected. I mean, the the experiences and the friends we've met and the 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 just the the outreach was just phenomenal. Um, I, I don't I really don't think they expected this far a reach um, of such a project. Well, Tiara, for me, uh, of course, it was very important, but of uh, all together with our team of managers, we had the responsibility of operating the Millennium Village. And to touch a little bit on what Moth, uh, can I say Moth? <laughs> Moth, <laughs> um, about the political status, you know, we had a lot of training, we had a lot of briefings, we had a lot of security briefings, but from day one, I think, not I think, I know, I feel privileged to have been able to to lead about 364 cast members from 64 different nations working in the Manila village from all um, monotheistic religions from different uh, cultural aspects. We have countries that at the time of the Open Millennium Village were actually in war between themselves, like Ethiopia and Eritrea. And do you guys remember celebrating the truth between Ethiopia and Eritrea at the Millennium Village Theater? Yeah. And um, you know, we had uh, we had many cultures. We had the uh, we had Saudi Arabia, Israel. We and and it was so refreshing to see the people both from the guest side and from the cast member side, just understand and welcome each other and the cast members themselves trying to learn about each other's culture so we could we could better uh, uh, perform uh, the test that we are there. Uh, 
of course, was much easier towards the second half of the Millennial Village than on the first half because the guest members they were there like Moff and and uh, Melanie that uh, that participated on the open. They were able to train and share experience with the one the incoming new cast members. And I guess that was part of the success of the Millennium Village was the ability to extend uh, cast members beyond the initial commitment uh, of, of nine months so they could create a succession and share the story and the experience and, and, and relate to everyone what was the importance of our pavilion, of the story we were telling inside Millennium Village. Do you, do you remember the last day of the village? What was the last official date for the village? Because originally the Millennium Celebration was only supposed to last, from what I knew, till 2001. But uh, I feel like a lot of those things were extended. You know, the Tapestry of Nations Parade, you know, other different things. The Penn Station, the new um, Light Leave a Legacy. A lot of things were extended because they were loved and endeared. Melanie and Mark, you want to talk about the closing day? Or, uh, I, I, I was unfortunately not there. Um, so I, I'm not really at, at, uh, at this point be able to say anything. I just know my very last day, how much I cried. I literally <laughs> cried every single for, for the week leading up to my last day, I cried so much um, because it was just, uh, and I don't think you can ever put it into words how you have changed in that experience. So um, just, you know, but for actual last day of the village, I, I, I can't really comment because I wasn't there. <laughs> I, I, I tell about the last day, Tiara. It was so darn emotional. And what uh, the Epcot leadership allow us to do is we had the closing ceremony of the Millennium Village that is also a VHS, VHS tape for me that I accept. And I believe uh, the most touching moment for me on the closing was, if I'm not mistaken, is Scott Blackett was a duty manager for the Millennium Village and uh, uh, doing the closeout call on the radio for the whole Epcot leadership team. That's really tough. Do you, re do you remember what the date was? Like, was it after 99 had come or did they let you, did they extend it a little bit longer? No, the closeout date was a hard date. It was, uh, it was January, uh, January third of two thousand one. Tiara, I have to. I have to really. Uh, uh, I know we all felt that we could extend. We could do more, but it was a very hard product to sustain. You had. It was a massive outtake to go recruit people in many different countries and to train and retrain. Not only that, um, the Millennium Village. Many, many, many requests existed to extend the Millennium Village. However, it was a product that it had a beginning, a middle, and an end. And the intention was to live on the memories. You know, it was to engage the minds and win the hearts of all that went through and all the work there, and to live 
this legacy that you yourself you are um, documenting right now, you know, is uh, is uh, it was a special product, and I think the intent was to let's have this this 15 month special product. Mm. Yeah, and I think it, it was like I think Renola said it well. Is um, it was a difficult product because it I think it was a little expensive, um, and it was also because what we were celebrating was the gifts to the world. So um, it was uh, selected from that World Expo, um, and all the contributions that each country made to the world um, from these specific country um, and that also kind of had a timeline on it um, from those from that point of view so I think that was also one of the reasons why it couldn't be extended. What were some of the most favorite things you got to try or do during that time period from another country thanks to your colleagues? Hidden Melanie. <laughs> oh gosh wish where, where shall we start? Um, Oh, uh, my, the two girls that I made absolutely bestest of friends with um, is Krishna from Namibia and, oh um, yeah, and Candice from New Zealand. And we still to this day in touch. Um, I was privileged enough, although I haven't been able to um, go back to a Millennium Village reunion yet. I'm planning on not, not missing the 2020 reunion, but um, we were lucky enough that um, Candice actually flew over to South Africa and um, we attended Krishna's wedding in Namibia. So the three of us got uh, to see each other again um, during the course of the 20 years that has passed. Um, and we still, like I said, in contact with each other. And um, the, the, the beautiful thing about the Millennium Village is how really small it made our worlds. I mean, Alicia, I I got uh, to see Alicia a couple of times and she's, um, you know, also came to South Africa and I've used her as a public speaker now in my job here um, so I'm connecting her with other people um, uh, how I've connected another South African with Krishna again in the US um, and and literally just connecting people everywhere um, oh do you know somebody in this country do you know somebody in this country and 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 it's just made my world so much smaller so that's one of the things that kind of stood out and I mean all, all the food and all the just the cult the, the talent show was amazing just seeing that different cultures in action um, Ricky um, from Denmark um, is still one of my dearest friends and um, we still you know keep in contact through our babies and through husbands and stuff like that so um, you know and it's like how would I have ever met somebody and even call them a friend um, from Denmark uh, it's it's just beautiful so I, I love that Oh, it's, it's so cool to hear some of the names you're saying. Like Christian, I believe, is in Orlando, uh, uh, Melanie. Um, um, yeah, Krishna is still working for Disney, actually. She's still in Florida. Yeah, yeah. Was at Animal Kingdom. Uh, and and, and um, Tiara, you know, you ask every, every one of those cast members made a mark in my heart, and every one of those exhibits from from the pre-show, um, I actually, I used to know most of the pre-show 
text and introduction. You know what I mean? He was he was he was pretty cool from the pre-show to Scotland to Brazil to Saudi Arabia to Sweden. Saudi Arabia had a little area called the Spirit of Saudi that some words showed up in Arabic and I guess it touched like in a water fountain and it showed the translation in English. Oh, that's Moff. I was just talking okay. about Saudi I'm Arabia, back. Uh, So Saudi Arabia, I'm just going to repeat quick, Moff. Had a little uh, spirit of Saudi. The, the the words come down on the fountain in Arabic. The guest touch and the translation show up in in English. But the guest members at the Saudi Arabia, after this experience, and I'm I'm almost certain that Moth led this together with Luai. Uh, the guests were asking, "How do you write? How do you write my name in Saudi?" Remember that Moth? In Arabic, yes. how do you write my name in Arabic? So they they brought to us the leadership and this guys to do something. The guests asking us to add the name in 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 Arabic, and uh, we got the, the permission to do. It became part of the it be, something that came from the cast members became part of the Saudi Arabia exhibit, and it was an average. And I did this. It was an average of fifteen hundred guests that did had. A, written in Arabic yeah, and, uh, and also you start serving, you start serving the, the blonde coffee with cardamom, you know, that yeah. is not part of the initial. So, all of That's those right, yeah. was so beautiful, you know, uh, oh my god, the coffee experience in Eritrea and, and, the, and in Israel, the, the, the story the journey through Jerusalem. Every one of those exhibits had a story, and every cast member did the part so well. And uh, it was, and, and I'm, I'm sorry, I don't mean to offend anyone, but it was so uh, apolitical. There was no politics inside the Millennium Village. That was the most impressive thing I, um, I saw towards the end. There was. You go to the break room, see Israelis and Saudis and, and Greeks and Brazilians and Scottish having lunch together, going to games, playing. So it was so, oh my God, it, it was a utopia country. It was a utopia country. Just to touch back on some of the subject you, uh, the subjects you guys talked about, the closing day, I wasn't there for the actual closing day, which was in January 3rd, I think. But I was lucky enough to be in Orlando for the last uh, uh, New Year that we had on uh, December 31st. And we celebrated it at the Millennium Village. Like everybody from the Millennium Village closed out and we went out in front of the Millennium Village and we watched the fireworks for the last time. And it was epic, epic. Um, so that was the first thing I wanted to touch on. The second thing... I think you guys were talking about uh, Idan Khalid. Hi, Idan Khalid. Yes, Idan Khalid got married. Uh, they have two two beautiful children. Uh, they live in Dubai right now, and uh, uh, I keep in good touch with them. Uh, like we visit each other at oh. least twice yearly. Um, and uh, I'm in touch with a lot of other cast members uh, all around the world. And that, that's one of the things I really cherish about the Millennium Village. But 
I have friends in places I've never dreamt of having friends at. Um, and then the story of uh, uh, the names in Arabic. The we had a greeting booth uh, when you first enter the spirit of Saudi Arabia, which is the name of the Saudi pavilion. And in that greeting booth, we didn't really have any um, anything special to do other than saying. Welcome to Saudi Arabia. Uh, but then people started to come and ask us about information. And then if I, if my memory serves me right, Ibrahim uh, was the first guy who started writing the names. Uh, we had normal flashcards. And one day he was talking to people about Arabia and he just got a pen out and he said, let me write your name in Arabic. And um, I, I think it was a small girl she was so excited about having her name written in Arabic. So uh, uh, Ibrahim and I and Loai went to Ronaldo and we asked him, would it be fine to get like printed cards where we can write names for people in Arabic? And Ronaldo took the idea and flew with it. And then it was, it, it became one of the biggest attractions of the spirit of Saudi Arabia. People come, get their names written in Arabic, get a coffee, and then go to our shows. Uh, and it was just an amazing, amazing experience. I still remember that um, those passports that the kids could buy, and then you have to write in the passports. <laughs> oh my gosh! And then you know, because part of the the Millennium Village was that you you really uh, worked hard and you enjoyed your work, and it was a great experience. But the the nightlife in Orlando is also quite something to experience. <laughs> um, so a lot of times, we I can remember I was sitting there, especially after Tuesday night at Jelly Rolls. I would sit there on the Wednesday day doing my shift and I'll be going oh my gosh if I have to write another passport I might actually fall asleep while I'm doing it and you're writing and I was writing in Afrikaans as well so that you know it's also something different that we added um, you know in the pre-show area for South Africa writing in Afrikaans because that's one of our 11 official languages but uh, yeah we, we, we wrote a lot of passports and we signed a lot of passports you felt like a celebrity on the first maybe 50 and then after that was like why did we ever start this idea <laughs> when it came to say goodbye to millennium village um did you guys ever return back to epcot i know you said you you kind of keep in touch with everybody but did you ever return to epcot to see what exactly became of world showcase itself yeah. Well, I, I got so hooked um, with Disney. I returned a couple of times to work for Disney. Um, I returned a couple of years later um, to work in the um, village traders there between China and Germany. And then also transitioned into the Animal Kingdom Lodge where I did the art tour and the storytelling and was a Savannah guide. And then um, I, I still didn't have enough. So I returned to Disney Cruise lines um, where I worked with other couple of also Millennium Villages um, and I stayed with a cruise line for another three years so um, in entertainment as well so I, I just loved it and every time I had that opportunity to go back to um, to Epcot um, I would do so just you know so that you can but it was always so sad when you walked past the Millennium Village and there's just those big 
darn doors and it's like you know you, you a part of your heart sits behind that door and there's just this empty shell it felt like to me um so it's, it wasn't the same again but um at least at nine o'clock you can see the reflections of earth um fireworks and then it kind of be like oh, okay it's it's still kind of there but it's it's not the same when the doors are closed Sure. And uh, we actually had the 10-year reunion at uh, Orlando in Epcot. Uh, it was arranged uh, uh, by uh, some of the Millennium Village uh, cast members, like ex-members, and Disney uh, was very welcoming. And we had um, our celebration dinner at the Millennium Village, at the board showcase. Uh, at the millennium, where the Millennium Village used to be, we had we held a banquet there where uh, Ronaldo and George Kilgridis and uh, Alicia and a lot of the other managers came in and said a few words, and I think we had over 150 cast members and their families uh, uh, attend that banquet. Uh, it was it was a nice experience. It was heartbreaking though. Uh, it felt so painful to go in and see the place completely empty, not as it used to. Uh, oh my! God. I, I, I was literally in tears. I was literally in tears, uh, and I was um, uh, I was just married. Uh, a few years before that, I had my wife with me. I walked her around and I showed her where the Spirit of Saudi Arabia used to be, where the Brazilian exhibit used to be, and the Scottish exhibit. And, and here we had the four eggs of Sweden. And I was so excited to show her that. And, uh, and I think she loved the idea of the Millennium Village just out of my excitement of me telling her about it. I think that's that's one of the things I've um, I'm looking forward to because I'm sorry I'm trying not to cry I'm trying my hardest um, so that we can be at the reunion for next year because you get so excited and it was such an experience and just Disney in itself is such an experience I mean it's so foreign to to any South African that um, my family has, has never been my husband and my kids and everybody's never been so you know you, you get excited about what you share and the memories you share but it, it's yours they don't understand because they can't see it and they don't understand the magnitude of what you're trying to put into words so um, so that's what I'm looking forward to, to go and show them because it's like, it, it became such a big part of who you are and um, it's formed and I think more for you, you, you mentioned it as well, it, it formed you and it, your perceptions that you had about certain countries and cultures, it has changed um, you so much that, you know, it, it's such so much deeper than just a Mickey Mouse or a Minnie Mouse that you can, you know, have an autograph about. Um, so, and I think people just don't understand. I know my husband at one stage was like, yeah, I, I, I really don't understand what you're talking about. Even the pictures are like, because, you know, you look at a picture and you go, blah, 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 about the picture because it's so many memories. And he's just like, yeah, I don't get it. Um, so, so I'm, I'm, so I'm so excited and I, and I just pray that everything, all the stars will align that I can join for next year's um, reunion. I draw so much energy from every every guest member from the Millennium Village from those times. 
And you know, some of orchestra members, probably Melanie, they, they don't like to hear, but what impresses me the most is the leadership that came out of Melanie Village. You know, you can. So true, so true. Both can say probably a dozen. Melanie can say about a dozen of people that they know that they are in the either in diplomatic or leading corporations or doing research as, as doctors or. Uh, or college professors, or once we, we start to understand that we didn't have difference, we just had, we all like to laugh, to cry, to eat, to drink, to have fun, and, 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 and it just, we said it in different languages, you know, and acted in different way, and I guess that's what made Millville unique. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I couldn't say it any better. It's, it's, it's just, it was just so unique. And I, I mean, for me, it was um, the, the different languages um, that I loved. And, I, you know, learning a, a couple of words of Hebrew and learning a couple of words of, um, you know, uh, Arabic and then uh, I I got really intrigued with uh, Malia was one of the also the managers there that was deaf and I really got intrigued with American Sign Language and I actually ended up taking a whole bunch of American Sign Language lessons uh, and classes uh, and then we started doing the um, pre-show in sign language um, you know learning our our speeches in sign language and it also just something that I never got to experience in South Africa was deaf people or sign language and um, you know how it changed me and I'm still to this day friends with Malia and um, you know she, well, I think she's now in, in the Carolina somewhere but um, you know in, in the American sign language I, I just love that that just opened up a whole different world to me um, personally as well so um, yeah, that that was also quite unique. But but something I want to just touch on, which was very exciting to me because it's also quite foreign, was remember just before Melville opened, um, Hurricane Floyd. <laughs> How everybody was panic stations, and we were on hurricane duty. I mean, I haven't even seen a natural disaster in my entire life. Never heard of a hurricane or a tornado or anything. I mean, we don't even get snow in South Africa. Um, the, the the only thing that we might be worried about would be a drought. So now all of a sudden we have hurricane warnings, and we were on hard hats and picking up straws and I God knows what else and then it never happened um, but Disney was closed for the first time in history for two days or a day I think um, for Hurricane Floyd and how we had hurricane parties um, I can remember that as well yes oh my god we we had uh, can you guys hear me yes we can hear you now Mof. okay good um, yeah, Disney was, was closed for one day time in history, and we had the hurricane party at uh, a friend's house. Uh, the, uh, I, I don't think uh, uh, Tierra knows or a lot of people know. I used to live in Orlando, so I had my own apartment. I didn't live in, in Vistaway as everybody else. And when we had the uh, the closure for the hurricane. Some of the Saudis and some of the Brazilians and Swede, uh, Swedish uh, cast members, we all got together at my friend's house. We got supplies and everybody got, uh, like we barricaded the house and we stayed there for that night. It was the wildest party ever. 
wildest party. It's yeah, I'm a grandpa, I'm an uncle, you know what I mean? It's so unbelievable how how much love I received from the Millennium Village. Do, yeah. do you think that, that there could bad. ever be another Millennium Village anytime and in the near future for Epcot? Would, do you think that that would be something that might that should be revisited at some time to give another group of individuals from around the world to get the chance to share the culture? Honestly, Tiara, in Orlando, I don't know. But, you know, for example, I think that would be a, a great concept. You can write to Disney. I think it would be a great concept to take, for example, to Shanghai Disney. Yeah, oh. I, I think I was, it would be such a great um, thing to do. And I think the the it with today's technology and the social media and everything, I think it could be such a far-reaching um, project. But I do agree with, with um, Ronaldo. I don't think Epcot would be that because of the pavilions that's already there. And, the you know, it's... Yeah, I think if it's in a different at a different Disney, it it could be more uh, have more of an impact. The idea behind the Disney would be more, or the Millennium Village would be more powerful yeah. if it wasn't in Epcot again. And 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 um, you compliment what you say, Melanie. I'm sorry, Moff. I just talked over okay. you. But for example, if we do somewhere in Asia, if Disney does somewhere in Asia, a Millennium Village. There will be a way, especially in China, Shanghai or Hong Kong, Hong Kong not as much, but Shanghai, to bring the different cultures of the the, 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 the Western world and from the Middle Eastern world. So uh, so the same experience that we had is the same discovery that we had the opportunity to have, they would have. Um, in the 10-year reunion, um I had this talk with both George Calabrides and Carl Holtz. They were both at the banquet. And I had the talk with them. I was asking them, do you think we can ever have the Millennium Village again? And they didn't say no straightforward, but they kind of brushed the idea out. And then I gave them, um, it was more of a dream than a request. Uh, I told uh, George Kilgreed this at the time. I was like, I dreamed that in one of the reunions that we could at, at least reenact the Millennium Village for one day. That would be a lot of fun for a lot of people. And I would love that chance to have my kids actually live the experience. Uh, he said it was a good idea at the time, but I, I don't Honestly, I don't see it happening, even though I really would. Yeah, I, I think I still have my name badge and um, my train the trainer pin that I got, uh, a couple of pins that I, I I still kept. My mom keeps on saying that she's going to get rid of it, and then I start to cry, and then she keeps it. So... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I still have a couple. Of, I actually um not maybe um of the Millennium Village, but um for some reason I have a Canadian shirt. <laughs> I would love to hear I the story what? behind that. We just 
to hang out with a lot of Canadians at that time, and I what shall not say anything else. I have uh, all my pins. Oh, good. That's um, awesome. I know they had like, didn't they have yes. a, a flag pin for every single country represented? Yes. Ronaldo, who was, who was the, uh, the president of Disney at the time? The president of Walt Disney World? Yeah. Uh, it was Judson Green. No, uh, no. Um, we ha we had some. We had the president of Disney uh, come and do a walk through. Uh, oh, the president village. of the Disney Company, you mean? Yes, yes, yes. That was uh, after Michael Eisner. Michael Eisner. Bob yes, Bob. that was that was that, yeah. That was Michael Eisner. He came in and he did the walk through uh, the Millennium Village. And you asked me to do the uh, shows of the Saudi Pavilion uh, with him. And then we went and we walked around uh, Epcot, the World Showcase. Uh, yeah. He was talking to me, and I think it was uh, uh, Ali from uh, Israel. We were yep. talking, and uh, he, he was talking about how amazing that... Saudis and Israelis are working together and they're living peacefully and all of that. And at the end of the tour, he had the Millennium Village pin with the American flag. Uh, and he took it off and he told me, do you mind if we swap this? So I took off my pin with the Saudi flag and I gave it to him and I, I took the American uh, uh, flag pin. And... <laughs> I was as I was walking back to uh, to the Millennium Village after we finished the tour. Alicia, what are you doing with an American flag Millennium Village pen? I was like, um, Michael Eisner gave me this. And he's like, hand it over. I'm like, uh, uh, I'm not giving you this. You're gonna give me another Saudi pen flag if you want. I'm not giving you this. And uh, and eventually she, she gave me a, a Millennium Village pen with the Saudi flag, and I still have both the Saudi flag one and the U.S. flag one. You know, I I really can't thank you guys enough for being a part of this because I really wanted to solidify some more information about the Millennium Village and who best to talk about it with the people who lived through it. You know what I mean? And it's something that I do miss and I know a lot of other Disney fans who are big big fans of the Millennium Celebration and also of Epcot do miss it as well and I can't wait that you I can't wait for your 20th anniversary I think you, you guys are just so amazing and I and I really appreciate you being able to be a part of this um, a part of this episode hey Moth yes you, you always wanted to organize the reunion so maybe we could arrange a special invitation to tiara so she could join us and and feel what we feel when we get together definitely that would be great i would be honored are you kidding <laughs> that would be wonderful because you know you touch so many kids hearts you could i can only imagine what the ripple effect was so I'm just so blessed, and I try to look at my life through an open eyes, and and I, I I just really adore it. That would be lovely. So thank you. You're making me. You're gonna make me cry. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to say, just bring enough Kleenex that day because I think there's going to be more tears than anything else. 
um, you know, just seeing each other again. I already yeah. went through five sheets here in my office, and that was funny. <laughs> from, from going through three-year reunions, yeah, there was a lot of tears during these reunions. But before we end our interview, I have one more question for you guys. If you could exper- if you could, if you could describe your experience working at the Millennium Village with one word, what would that be? Magical. Oh, one word is so difficult. Uh, life, life changing, but also um, exploring and getting to know parts of myself that I didn't even know existed. One word that I use a lot, a lot, utopia. Celebrate the future.